yeah, 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 and more yeah. It's Tuesday. Did I tell you I'd see you next Tuesday? Well, I wasn't lying. Here I am. Hi, welcome back. My name is Jess Wood. Are you ready to get some wood, my babies? I think you are. You all know the song, and if you don't, try to sing along anyhow, will you? Bam, and you say, God damn, this is a dope jam. I'm broad, I'm broad, I'm broader than Broadway. Yes, I'm broad, said I'm broad, said I'm broader than Broadway, and I'm diddling, 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 diddling myself. And it feels so good. Your sauce will mix with ours and will make a good goulash berber. Oh, yeah. What time is it? It's time for Get Wood with Jess Wood. Hi. Vogue much? Mm, yeah. You seen that picture of Madonna? I'm worried about her. The pink hair? Mm. Not saying that an older lady shouldn't be able to dye her hair. I often dye my hair as well. I'm not Madonna's age, but I'm getting there, you know? And uh, I don't think it's cool that we're all fucking judgy of like, she's too old. She's too old to dye her hair. And it's not that that freaks me out about her. It's that she never lets us see her neck. <laughs> Do you understand? This is where we age. We age real bad right here. Right her and right her. It's a hands and the neck. You want to figure out somebody's age? Clock it. Clock that neck. Anyways, hi. Funny to, to start off talking about age and shame in it because today I'm wearing my mama's old whoopee. Uh, it was it was a a shirt, a blouse, if you will, and I had to cut it because mama was a lot bigger than your girl Jess here, and uh, she left me a bunch of these, and so I'm trying to rock them. So today, it's a rock. It's a rock and roll shimmy-shang shao. That's right, I said shimmy-shang shao. I didn't mean to, but I remembered. Anyway, god damn it, it's good to see you. Let me get started. I know, I was just commenting on the thing. I wore this for tribute for mom. Oh, God, Jesse, don't talk about your mom. Mom, you love it when I talk about you. What are you, what are, what's the matter? Well, you know, Jesse, you're just so over the top. Mom, that's, that's what you taught me to be. You, you taught me to be over the top. You, you told me, like, you wanted me to be anything but white is really, not over the top, but like, you didn't like that I was white, so Anything that I could do to make it so I was, I thought you'd really enjoy me wearing your whoopee. Yes, I enjoy it, Jesse. I enjoy it. But uh, I just have to say, don't you want to talk about it's my week? Oh, right. Sorry, Mom. Okay. Let me get to the fucking point here this week. Obviously, Mom is dying. She's, 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 what is it? Uh, Chomping at the bit. But it's champing, isn't it? We've talked about this before. This week, the 26th to be exact, is the week of Ellen's going over. Well, how do you say? What do you say? Do you say die, pass on, pass over, left the earth, soul gone? What's your favorite way of saying somebody 
kicked the bucket, croaked, went her own way, followed the rainbow. <laughs> I don't know. I got a million of them, but I, I, and yet none of them make any sense. Anyhow, so she, she kicked it. She kicked it. She kicked that big bucket in the sky, uh, four years ago, Thursday. So this is a dedication to her today, a dedication show. And, uh, unlike the dedication hour on KRLA, the oldest station that I used to listen to as a kid growing up in Los Angeles, that the Cholos would call K-Orale. And they would call up, and I told you this before, but I'll tell you again, because it is a riot. Well, not a zoot suit riot, but they would call up on Sunday night, dedication hour, and, they, and they'd be like, uh, like my friend Froggy would call the time and be like, hey, what's up, Keorale? This is Froggy. Uh, I would like to dedicate Nowhere to Run to those putos from Culver City. And that meant there was probably going to be a rumble. <laughs> a rumble, like it was 1952. I got a rumble, gonna have a rumble, start it now. Ta, ta, ta. And uh, you'd also hear, you know, women call up and dedicate stuff to their husbands. And, um, but they never would say who they you know who you are. <laughs> Why is that? Why can't you say their name, miss? Miss? So yes, yeah, so my mom uh, left the old plane planet spiritual area. And so this week is a dedication to her. Now, the first thing I'm going to show you is a flyer that I made for a one-woman show that I was in in New York City. And it's going to appear backwards to you, but I'm going to just show it to you right now. It says... Some kids want to be the president. Some kids want to be rock stars. Jess Wood always wanted to be anything but a white girl. Ah! Okay, so you see my little face, my little bandana tied up like Tupac Shakur, and um, in front of the check cashing place with my diamond hoodie on. That's right. That'll give you a time of when that was. I just like early to mid 2000s. Anyhow, anything but a white girl is really my story. It's really my story. It's the story of shame. <laughs> it's the story of a lady who raised me who hated white people. Uh, it's, it's a trippy story because she looked just like me. And she'd always say to me, oh God, Jesse, you're going to go to Sam, uh, Santa Monica High School, Sam High. What are you going to major in basket weaving and surfing? I wish. I wish I'd learned basket weaving or surfing. I can't swim. I can't weave for shit. She was wrong. Oh, she was wrong about so many things, you guys. Wow. So she reminds me a lot, or she did before she died. She reminded me a lot of how she didn't like white people. And again, she looked just like me. And she was always like, oh, God, they're so uptight. You mean like you? What do you want, Jesse? What, blonde hair, green eyes? What, a bimbo? You mean me? I am very confused. So everything I did as a kid, I tried to grasp onto different cultures and tried to, you know, hook it up. Like I used to get my hair braided in South Central and my mom, it was her favorite hairdo that I ever had in my life. Because why? Because, oh, no one can tell that you're white. That is the best look, Jesse. Oh, God. <laughs> so 
I'm still dealing, I'm still grappling with this fucking thing, you know, with this idea of, like I told my friend Angie, shout out to Ange, my sister, my witchy girl. Uh, I was telling her the other day, I think I need to get a car because I want to level up in my life. And then I started to kind of cry a little bit and she was like, what's up? And I said, leveling up is scary to me because the way that I look, I just automatically think that fucking people are going to see me and they're going to go, look at that fucking soccer mom in that car. She thinks she's all better than us. And excuse me, I don't think I've ever looked like a soccer mom. I really don't. <laughs> I don't think I've ever resembled a soccer mom or had a soccer mom hairdo or outfit. But fuck, I am like the most paranoid of that ever. And it's just because this old shit in my head from my mom being like, white people, ugh the worst. And I go, yes, I know. Like, I totally get it. I wasn't allowed to do the Pledge of Allegiance. Fuck the Pledge of Allegiance. It means nothing to the reality of where we live in this nation. Uh, I was taught, you know, um, all kinds of shit against the white man and lady. And so I've taken that really strong hold of that. <laughs> I've taken it through my life. And when I was telling my friend I want to level up and get a car, I started to cry because I was like, man, if I'm not, if I'm not on the bus and if I'm not walking, then I'm not down with the people anymore. Like that's the fucking thought process that goes through my head because, because of all the shame I got for being a white chick from my mom. So I'm like, you know what? Put that shit aside. Put that aside. And big shout out to Ange for just saying, you know what? She was fucking awesome. She, she sat across from me and she put her hand on my arm and she goes, hey girl, we don't do that here. Talking about Albuquerque. And I was like, what the fuck, Albuquerque? Like, first I find mold in the bathroom, and the chick at the, at the, at the place is like, no, we don't here in Albuquerque, we don't have mold. And I'm like, wait, you got water, you got air, you got mold, okay? And then my friend is like, we don't do that here. What do you mean, judge? Motherfucker, you have people, there's people, then there's judgment. Okay, but I'm going to try not to judge myself so harshly. I'm going to believe her. I'm going to take it on. I'm going to take it in. I'm going to use my mom's warrior fucking pattern from Oaxaca. You know, a lot of a lot of time spent in Oaxaca, honey, and I just learned it's not that big of a fucking deal. And I'm like, what's not that big of a deal, mom? Us being white, us being poor, what's happening now? So I was always confused as a child, as most of us were. And I also realized that most of my girlfriends have been, oh, you know, like kind of fucked with by their moms, like in terms of like, you don't look the right way that we should look, you know? And I'm like, how come most of my girlfriends are mixed race? And it's because we've like bonded on this idea of like, you know, our moms were always like, hmm, not quite right. And I'm like, bitch, you made this. And you could have put a black dick or a Spanish dick or a native dick or any kind of dick up inside of you and that shit would have come out different. You know what I'm saying? I know about DNA. I've learned about it over the years. Now, uh, if, she, if she apparently did have sex with a bunch of men and I guess she wanted to figure out maybe get a different 
kind of DNA situation going up in there, but she didn't. This is how it came out. And the dude who I think is my dad still won't motherfucking swab his cheek. Swab your cheek, punk ass. Swab your fucking cheek. It won't, it won't hurt you to swab your cheek. Anyway, that's that on the big mama, mama, big mama situation. And uh, I am going to get a car, motherfuckers. And I'm going to drive it around. I'm going to be like, ah! I'm going to fucking just stick my fucking middle fingers out the window and be like, I'm a driving white lady. What now? What, what, what now? And um, I'm going to put on like, I don't know, snow to product, maybe really loud and be like, this is how I do it. <laughs> this is how I do it. That's how it's done. This is how I do it. That's how it's done. Yeah. Uh, speaking of judgments, you know, last week uh, I was talking mad shit about my neighbors because, you know, I don't know them. So I'm like, I look at them and then I judge them and then I fucking talk to you guys about them. And last week I was talking mad shit about this one man who, well, you know, my dude in the wheelchair, homeboy who wants to get it in, but not his dick because I don't know, if it is, but like a finger or two. And I love a finger bang, I do, but I can't fuck with the neighbors. You know what I'm saying? Don't shit where you eat, boo. So, uh, <laughs> I was talking smack about this white man that lived across the way. I was like, you know, because he wears this sweatshirt every day. And I think it's a union sweatshirt. It looked like it was a fireman sweatshirt. But the guy looks like he maybe took the fireman quiz or exam and he didn't quite pass, but he still wears a sweatshirt. You know what I mean? And that's what I clocked him as. So... I made lasagna this week. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will take all that applause because guess what? I knew how to make an egg when I grew up. An egg, maybe. I wasn't even really allowed eggs. I was a vegan person. So I made a motherfucking lasagna. And first I took one down to my pal in the wheelchair and I was like, hey man, I got you a piece of lasagna. And I, and I wrapped it on a plate all nice, you know, foiled up. And he's the one who's got that dog downstairs, that puppy. And I come into the fucking house. I come into the house with the, with the plate and the dog is like jumping on me. Like, I mean, do you remember the movie Airplane? when the kid goes to pick up the captain and the, the wife is like, oh, he'll be right down. And then he goes in the other room and the dog is in there and the dog is literally like jumping on the fucking guy. And she's like, oh, don't, down, down, honey, don't. You know, really casually talking to the dog, but it's attacking this man. That was how I was. I was literally against his door with this plate. Like the dog was jumping. Hey, hey, hey. And I'm like, okay, well, nice to, here you go it's good should i put it in the kitchen and i'm like i go in the kitchen and the fucking dog is all over me roar it roar it roar it and i'm like can you fucking get your dog off of me you're never gonna finger bang me if you can't control that dog you can't find the clit if you can't control that dog <laughs> i know these things so i'm like ah so i so i leave i'm like okay i put the plate down and i'm like okay enjoy it bye and i just fucking run for my life then left with all this lasagna so the next day I cut up some more and I'm like let me go bring it to my neighbors let me go bring me uh, some lasagna to my neighbors because I want to be you know a loving type of person I'm not celebrating Thanksgiving ever again you fucking motherfuckers something something well look my mom never wanted to celebrate that shit. She told me the real deal, obviously. Oh, God, no, it's slaughter. Holiday re remembrance of slaughter, Jesse, and smallpox. Is that what you'd like to do? Plus, we were vegans, so we didn't have uh, turkey celebration. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm not doing it here either. 
definitely not here. Woo, I can feel the spirits like, oh, you'd like to celebrate your ancestors, destroying our ancestors. That's not a good look. And it's not. It is not, and I will not do it. So I celebrate, well, I know some people just use it as an excuse to celebrate with the family and you give thanks and you're thankful and all this stuff. And look, I'm not, I won't judge you for doing it. Well, I probably will. And then I'll talk shit about you on the show next week. <laughs> but it's such a fucked up thing, right? So I figured lasagna, veggie lasagna for everybody. So I cut it up, bring it to the neighbors. There's like a few of them up on the, up on the landing because it's not a balcony, I learned. It's not a balcony. I was like, I got a balcony. And then my friend was like, that's a landing. Okay, excuse me. I got excited that I had a fucking outdoors <laughs> spot to smoke. Anyway, all these neighbors out on the landing and I come up and I'm like, hey, can I give you some lasagna? And I'm masked up and they're not. And look, hey, whatever. You guys want to die over Thanksgiving? God bless. But you know, I was like, hello, everyone. Hello. And, uh, and so I give them the lasagna and we start chatting and they're asking me like, are you, do you do comedy and stuff? And I'm like, yeah, I did comedy. And, and the, the, the lady was there. There's a lady. I have a lady neighbor who's a little older. She's a Mohawk native lady artist. Really cool. Uh, but it was the white guy with the sweatshirt, like the wannabe fireman guy that I was at his uh, uh, landing. And so um, it came up that the native woman does a podcast and I was like, oh shit, I do a podcast too. And they were like, whoa, what's your podcast about? And I paused and I said, uh, well, it's really about my life. So last week it was all kind of shit talking you guys <laughs> and they paused and then they started laughing and they said, you're a comic. You're supposed to shit talk. That's hilarious. That's great. What'd you say? Uh Oh, you mean what I say about Y'all? Oh, well, huh, you know, um, white guy with the sweatshirt. I was like, uh, how about that dude? He looks like he took a test for the fire department, but he didn't quite make it. <laughs> and then they all fucking bust out laughing. And I'm like, what's so funny? And he goes, I did fail it. I took that shit and I failed it. Woo! Another validation of how much I am a witch. <laughs> Mama was right. Well, we are witches, honey. Okay, I'll take that one. I won't take all the other shit, but I'll take the witch, baby. So he goes, yeah, I, I, I took the test and I didn't, I didn't pass it. I was like, ah, ah, you motherfucker. Well, you look that, you look that part. Thank you. Then the lady goes, what about me? Did you say anything about me? And I was like, oh, yours is the most embarrassing. Yours is definitely the most. And she goes, why? What'd you say? And then everyone kind of got quiet. And I go, okay, let me preface this with saying that I'm pretty sure I need glasses. Okay. And they were like, okay. And I go, because I kept looking across the way and thinking, damn, Who's that hot native dude with the mohawk? And she was like, oh, I am a very handsome woman. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm not trying to make out with you, lady. And then the white guy was like, well, when this is all over, can we make out? And I looked at him and I said, absolutely not. No. And you know what my therapist said when I told her that? She goes, wow, good for you. 
And I was like, I know, I've had a very long life of appeasing those who ask to make out. You want to make out? I guess so. You want to make out? I got this weed. Okay. You want to make out? I got this sandwich. All right. You want to make out? I can give you a ride. Okay. But not anymore, folks. Not anymore. That's right. Let's look over at our notes, shall we? Because my goodness, the lasagna giveaways were certainly a trip. 100% right. So sometimes, folks and friends and family and witches, it is not a judgment. It is a discernment and a instinct. You know, as a lot of a lot of us, especially women, we're taught to ignore our guts, to ignore our instinct, whereas actually that is the fucking most powerful path that you can ever take. You quiet yourself, you listen to yourself, you take a little check-in and see how the fuck your body's feeling after you talk to someone or see someone or have an interaction of some sort, and you're like, hey, oh, mmm, no. Or, ooh, yeah, oh, that was good. I'm gonna do that again, <laughs> right? So just check in with yourself is what I'm saying. So my body, check it in, check, check, check in. I did a big check-in on Friday the 13th, which I stopped, I, I stopped myself from getting tattooed. I couldn't even believe it, okay? I've talked about, you know, uh, uh, getting um, tattooed on Friday the 13th for like the entirety of my fucking, as soon as I could get tattooed on Friday the 13th, I was there. Because usually it was a $13 tattoo plus tip. It was 20 bucks. Get a little guy, do the thing. And I, uh, but I had a really great interview on Friday night with my friend Chami, some Clement Sunshine. She's in the, um, I'm probably not, pronouncing it correctly. She's in the chat right now. Magical, beautiful woman. And we were talking about tattoos. And I asked, do you find that you got tattooed on days or times or situations where it was hard, where things were hard in your life and you were having a, a bit of a chaotic time? And she said, yeah. She said, you know, and, and she is not the first one that I have asked that to, and she is not the first one to have answered yes. And, ooh, Mexican in paradise. Yeah, sometimes it feels like you're judging them, but it's just not the information you're getting. Right, so you do feel like it's judgment at first, but really it's, unless, I mean, you're not some shithead who's going like, ew, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. That's not what we're doing. We're like, oh, a lot of times when you're judging people, you're making them maybe a little bit better in a weird way. Or at least I do. I don't want to put that on anybody. But uh, so the tattoo thing, I've been talking to more and more people about this, and it's really a thing. Like when you have a funny feeling about something, I don't know, like you're in, insecure about something or somebody broke your heart or somebody, you know, did something to your, your life just flipped a little bit. You go and you get tattooed. And Chami put it the perfect way. She said, you know, it's like I'm getting control back of the pain. And psychologically, that's actually the for real, for real definition is like, I always say to people, if you see someone with more than five tattoos, just give them a hug. They won't care. They need it. We do. We need it. It's as if we, like this last one, you know, my moon and my boobie, 
Shout out to Yvette, my boobie. Uh, these two were done with the pirate. Yeah, I went with the pirate during Quar Quar into somebody's apartment. The, it, uh, dangerous. But I was leaving the pirate. And I knew that would be our last time together. So I was like, ah, oh, my heart be here and my heart, my fucking moon. God damn it. You know, because I pretended like he was Darthraki, my moon. Nah. Your first tattoo on your ass cheek when you were 17, drunk, and your sister took you to the tattoo party. Very traumatizing. Never did it again. LOL. Yes, Mexican in Paradise. You know, perfect story about it. Now, I went to get my first tattoo. Well, my first tattoo was this, not the trace, but the fucking blurred thing that they say like I'm some sort of 13 person I do like 13 though marijuana marijuana oh I'm getting so brave here with the marijuana because you know what the crazy neighbors that I met well not crazy but the lovely neighbors that I've met they stank like weed oh it stank like weed on that landing on the breath I was like this is a weed fucking what's up weeders hey weeders and I ended up getting a little Shaker Shakersons from the Weeders. I was like, this is, come on. This is the best building ever. Sure, there was a shootout. Okay. The kid left, though. The kid who, sh who shot the, the guns left. So I'm fucking all set. And, you know, he was a little methy. I like that it was uh, methy Mendelssohn. My Jewish listeners last week did not hear me say methy, methy Methelson. They heard me say Methy Mendelssohn, which is your Jewish meth head friend. Booby, I just talked about you. Hi, Booby. I love you. Uh, Booby, a.k.a. Vet Bruja, please hit her up if you need. Here's the thing. She got mad products, bath stuff, oils. She'll make you a protection jar, perhaps. Uh, if you'd like a reading, I don't know if you can hit her up, but Mexican in Paradise, once in a while, if you follow her, you will you will see that once in a while she offers readings, just random readings, and it's tremendous. Tell me, let me tell you something about this shit, okay? It is unbelievable the kind of stuff that this woman has said to me. Like here I am, pop down in Albuquerque, right? Burke. And I'm in a damn, I'm like, I'm seeing shit out of the side of my fucking head, like constantly. And I'm feeling things. I'm like, God damn, is this spirit? Is this spirit? Hey, Al. Oh my, all my girls are here. Damn. I love you girls. Um, so, okay. Follow this woman because she fucking puts out some shit. Like, I know you don't need to follow, but you can DM if you want. That's what she wrote in the thing. So you don't have to follow. But I, she's got beautiful photographs of Hawaii. Whatever is no problem. It's like all fun and games. Okay. So she said to me, because I was like, hey, girl, what the fuck? I, I hit her up and I was like, hey, um what's happening? Like there's feels like there's spirits all around me. Like I feel it. Like I haven't ever felt this before where I'm like, Hey, 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 like I even said something the other day to somebody, I was like, to somebody, to a spirit. I was like, Hey, you can be here, but just don't be so close up on me. Okay. I mean, I, I had to like yell at it. So I hit up my girl and she's like, yeah, they're messing with you. <laughs> what? 
And she goes, you're trying too hard. Don't try so hard. Motherfucker. You mean, but I could, I could wear my repeal, right? <laughs> I wear my repeal and, and look, don't try so hard. You mean, don't take on a native accent when I'm talking to native people here? Yeah, that would probably be a good idea, Jessica. But my mom, okay, so my mom hated white people, right? So every time we would go somewhere, she would speak whatever language was being spoken at that particular place. Like if we went to eat Mexican food, my mom would be like, oh, por favor, gracias. And like, she's a, she actually spoke fluent Spanish. It wasn't just some white lady going like, poor favor. You know what I mean? She actually knew what she was doing, but I was embarrassed as fuck. I'm like, man, what the fuck? And my mom was a nanny all the time. Like a, you know, took care of other people's kids. So I would be brought into these fucking houses and I'd have to like sit there and like, just sit by myself and fucking entertain myself. And my mom be like, she would like muster up like a lady that worked in the house and be like, Jesse, go talk to, uh, go talk to, I forget the one woman's, Irene, go talk to Irene. She'll, she'll, she'll converse with you. And I'm like, Irene speaks Spanish, mom. And my mom's like, well, so do you, so do you. And I go, but I, I don't. Like my mom used to put that shit on me all the time. Oh yeah, you do. You do, but, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know anything in Spanish. Okay. All right. I know some, some dirty words. I know how to like, okay. My favorite, favorite sentence. You ready? Was a chola that I used to hang out with in Santa Monica. She taught me this because, you know, we used to get yelled at all the time. Cat called from the cars. Or if you're at the bus stop, I used to call it the hooker hut in, in Los Angeles, sitting at the bus stop and the cars would come up and they'd be like, eh, hey, I'm going where you're going. Hey, you need a ride? I'm going where you're going. And I'm like, I'm not a hooker, you know? And so my friend said, no, say this to them every time. Uh, and so I was like, all right. So she goes, cochino pescado no tienes carzones. And what she said that this meant... <laughs> <laughs> translated to was dirty fish with no underpants on. If that's what it meant, whatever it meant, when I yelled that at some men in a truck, boy, did they fucking laugh. Woohoo! And then like go off and have the best day. And then they just drive off. And I'm like, okay. And then when I worked, I oh, I've worked in a kitchen for so long. I worked with, uh, you know, at restaurants and all kinds of people at the restaurants. So like, when I would be mad at the guy in the kitchen. I'd be like, hey, me fingers mas afectada. Let's get this shit up. You know, like my penis is really infected. We have to hurry these, the meals because it's infected. So we need to quicken, quicken the meals. <laughs> all right. Chami says she had a friend named Martha when you were seven didn't speak Spanish, spoke not a bit of English, but we we're best friends. Yeah, I think that that totally works out, Chom. I think that we know, you know, if you, for instance, watch a Spanish soap opera. I, I, like, you know what the fuck is going on. It's very, oh, it's just fucking beautiful culture and language and, um, <laughs> we, I was in a sketch comedy show once that was called Euphobia, fear of hearing good news. 
And it, it really, we really were. We were very, very down on ourselves and very funny. We had an entire sketch, probably like three minutes, maybe four, of uh, a telenovela. And we were white people uh, doing telenovela, but all in Spanish, but only the Spanish that everyone knew. Just to get across the fact that you could emote in such a way that everyone would understand what the story was. And I remember one of the girls in the sketch, she uh, uh, loses, her guy dies in the sketch and she's, and she's praying next to him and she's like, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete. <gasps> you know, like it was all she was doing was counting, but it was so dramatic. So we really got the point across. Anyway, <laughs> oh, because my mom. Well, this show, this is dedicated to Ellen. Mama L, Ellie Mae, Ellie Blake, not her real name. She was a Jew from Brooklyn who, or from Queens rather, who got a nose job and changed her name before I was born. So not only did I not know I was a Jew, I just didn't know who the fuck I was or what the fuck I was. So yes, I wore M's. I will show you, I can't do it now, but I wore M's, motherfucker. I wore M's and I, uh, I also wore braids and I tried really, really hard um, to fit in to some somewhere. And now uh, I'm making my own places to fit. So yeah, so how about that? That's, and that's, that's a good place to end, I think. Yeah, you carve out your own little place. Give up the shame, man. That shit doesn't work. Give up the guilt. That's old. That's some funky, like, family shit that you can let go of. G grab onto some guides and some ancestors that are going to bring you positivity, that are going to bring you strength, that are going to bring you, you know, guidance. And I have to just say, I've had the hardest morning today because it was my last therapy session with my Jungian woman. And hi, ay, ay. Having been in Jungian therapy for two plus years, and I have to just say, I mean, Jung is all about synchronicity. Jung is all about dreams and fantasies and figuring out what your place is in this life. And I'll tell you what, they, thank you, Yvette, yes, all the ancestors want you to succeed. They do. And even my mama, Elle, who was so tortured in her own life as a poor human, the more I have empathy for her and her life and how hard it was, the less shit I have to carry around with me in regards to my own shame and shit that I have for all of that, you know? And uh, so the book is back, baby, and it's getting a little bit of a rewrite anything but a white girl smile now cry later it's all of that it's all of that man if everybody on this thread could please follow each other i would be so fucking thrilled you are all magic really magical magical people and i thank you so much for joining me 
today and being so fucking present and uh hey a little shout out for merchandise ready okay stand by for coochies stand by for coochies hey hey coochies hey hey coochies that's my underpants what's that coochie that was my underpants it's boy shorts boy shorts that say easily distracted also there's tank tops easily distracted also there's T-shirts, easily distracted. I know you have someone in your life that is easily distracted. I know I am. And uh, so you can DM me about how there's no tax and no shipping. Thought I'm special through the winter, cold girl winter. Um, what else? Oh, the earrings that I'm wearing are from Shop Desert Moon. You can use the code GETWOOD and she might hook you up a little bit. Uh, the necklace I'm wearing is from She's the Rainbow. It's a little bit more expensive, but she's got some really intense, beautiful crystals that are hand-wrapped and all that. And don't forget, Yvette Brujita for your bathing and needs of face and beauty. Also, I just have to say, I started wearing Florida water as a perfume, as a cologne, and I gotta tell you, motherfucking power. Hey! That's right. Uh, 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 uh. That's what's up. So go support your small businesses. Go support your girls. Oh, Ivana Levin, uh, love on health. It's love on health. It's one word. And she does handmade soaps. And uh, yeah. So all your girls, they're doing so much. Support them. Fuck those big box stores. I can't believe they're the only ones that are fucking out there right now. The fact that I had to go to Walmart this week, god damn it. If I hadn't given some lasagna out to a homeless dude on the way, I would have felt real shitty. But you know what? You bring a little lasagna, you're always going to feel better. So I hope everybody eats well this week. And if you know anyone who needs some food, please help them. Uh, do what you can in terms of giving this year, <laughs> even if it's just your heart, okay? And if you would not mind, please share my show. Let's get the algorithm up for Just Wood. She's got to sell this fucking book. All right, boobies? <laughs> You're amazing, booby. Let's keep this going. I don't know if I'm going to have a show on Friday night because None of my interviewees are available because it is a holiday, so it may take the night off, or I might hit up somebody who is uh, willing to give me a little of their time. I'm trying to talk Baron Vaughn back into it because he's got a fucking podcast that drops today. It's called self Quar, and if I were you, I'll go check it out. That's right. That's my bestie. Okay, that's all. That's a long goodbye, but you know I'm a Jew, so we do long, long goodbyes because we don't know when the fuck we're going to see you again. That's scary out here in this world. <laughs> all right, I love you, and I support you supporting yourself, okay? Don't lick a pussy you don't like. Don't suck a dick you don't like. Wear your mask. Be friendly to yourself, and that way everybody can... Do your stuff. Uh, yes, I'm available on Spotify. I'm available on Stitcher. I'm available somewhere in Apple Podcasts, but they keep hiding me away because they don't like my titles. They don't like my stuff. I can't believe there's a fucking podcast out there called Guys We Fucked that's going to take over my spot and because I'm Get Wood. The thing is, and I'll leave you, I promise to leave you on this. If you're a woman and you're, and you're a victim, oh, 
you're going to go far. But if you're a woman and you're strong and you're standing up for yourself and you're going, nah, we're going to talk about this. I don't care who's uncomfortable. We need to learn. We need to get this out. It's going to be a little harder for you to get through shit. I'm saying it from experience. Yeah, first white girl on Def Comedy Jam. Yeah. All right. I guess that's it. I love you so much. This is me and Macaulay Culkinfish. Ah! It's the motherfucking crazy ass quar quar. Just call a friend. Have more water. I love you. <laughs> I promise to go now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> no, I swear.